Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring Wake Forest University golfer, Scotty Kennan. Scotty, welcome, man. Hey, how are you? Good, good, man. You know, really glad to get you on the podcast here. You know, it's great to, you know, meeting you over at the Southwestern and the rest of the team. We've kind of seen you guys a few times, but um, how have things been lately over at Wake Forest? Um, it's been really good. We're, uh, we're just getting ready to kind of wrap up our regular season and head into postseason here. Yeah. Um, we're headed down to Florida on Thursday to uh, play in the Valispar Intercollegiate, which I'm really excited about. And yeah. yeah, it's been nice finally getting some nice weather up here. We had kind of a tough winter, so yeah nice be back in a short sleeves and shorts again and so it's, it's feeling good 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 deal man well i'm glad to hear that you're getting it back in the shorts weather because i mean i bet it can be brutal sometimes there but uh <laughs> but uh well we'll get into it man here you know where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf so i uh i'm originally from bandon oregon okay so I grew up back on the west coast um and that's honestly, that's what really got me into golf is my dad was a caddy out of Bandon Dunes. That's awesome. He, he'd always loved golf. And I mean, growing up in a town like that, it's just, it's a tiny little town. There's nothing to do there. Yeah. Except for I would head out to the golf course with my dad whenever I could. And my yeah. older brother Jackson also played golf and we would just, I mean, that's, that's all I did. And so I grew up out there and fell in love with those courses, playing a lot of links golf. And then when I was about, uh, when I was about 14, I moved out to Florida and gotcha. I've, been, I've been in Jacksonville, Florida since then. And uh, yeah, for same reason, just, just to go out there and play golf. I, uh, I've been pretty lucky with the two places that I've gone to kind of go Absolutely, up, man. as far as being a golfer, but yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. And it's really, that's really cool. Your dad at caddy over at Bandon. I mean, there's just, I mean, that place is just like a legacy. I mean, it's so well known. It's like a golf destination for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So I'm sure you guys know, you know, I'm sure you know those courses pretty well. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's super interesting. You know, I was when, you know, I'm doing my research and I'm kind of looking into your story and everything. And like you said, you know, you moved to Florida. Um, yeah. Just kind of talk about the high school you went to. Um, you know, I noticed you went to Florida virtual school. Is that right? And yeah. is that your high school? So for my, so I was a freshman in high school when I was back in Oregon. Okay. Gotcha. And so when I did that, I was actually, I was doing an online school there just so I could Mm -hmm. play more golf basically. Right. Absolutely. uh, It was called Oregon Connections Academy, but I uh, I played high school golf at the local high school, Bannon High School. And I got to play on the same team as my brother and a bunch of my good friends there. And it was a great time. And then my sophomore and junior years of high school. I actually attended IMG Academy. Okay, yeah. Uh, down in Bradenton, uh-huh. um, which was a really good experience. Um, I think it was kind of what I needed at that time. Yeah. I had some other stuff going on with my personal life that like, it was just good kind of for me to get away from the that mm-hmm. kind of aspect of it. Yeah. And just settle in somewhere and really focus on golf. Um, yeah. IMG, yeah. Is, it's really intense. I, yeah. I feel like a little bit, a little bit borderline too much sometimes. But um, it definitely it just keeps you on schedule and it, it keeps you doing what you need to be doing. So that was good for me. And then my senior year of high school, I uh, I was up in Ponte Vedra okay. and I was in Florida virtual school, which is once again, it's like a it's a public school. So it's ran through the state of Florida, uh-huh. um, but it's just all online. And that was uh, 
that was nice with all the COVID stuff going on as well. Right. Uh, I was like, I was going into that senior of high school and I was like, well, I knew that I wanted to play for Ponte Vedra's golf team because mm-hmm. they had a really good golf team there. Yeah. And I was like, if I go to school, is school going to get shut down because of COVID? Right. Or is it going to stay open? And I kind of figured that like, if I just did the online school, I could kind of commit my time to doing other stuff, like getting a mm-hmm. job and playing more golf and yeah, playing more golf. He says <laughs> it would just be like, it would just be better for all around. So I ended up, I ended up convincing my dad to let me do the online school option. Yeah. yeah was great. I loved it. I mean, oh, hard, yeah. hard not to what, what 18 year old kid doesn't love taking all their classes online and then going out and playing golf. All day. Exactly. I mean, that's the dream, right? Especially, you know, being in the Florida area. I mean, that's just, I mean, even if you were back home, you know, whenever you were in Oregon and stuff, you know, playing, just playing all those golf courses over there. But I mean, Florida is just like, you know, that's a whole other level over there. Like golf is super serious over in Florida. And so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's great. And especially like, because like you said, you know, with COVID and everything like that, um, you know, it's kind of, a good transition almost to going to college, I guess, kind of, because then you could take online classes at college. But, um, you know, outside of playing in, you know, your high school and, you know, your high school tournaments and stuff, you know, were you playing for any organizations kind of, you know, in the area or did you travel a lot for junior tournaments or what was that like? Um, I traveled a fair bit for junior events. Yeah. Um, I was really, really fortunate to be a recipient of the AJGA Ace Grant. Yeah. Which I'm not sure how familiar you are with that it's like it's basically like it kind of like it's a tournament reimbursement thing where they can help kids that might not have as much resource to gotcha. go and play golf so that they can go play golf and so I really I really benefited from that and I was very grateful for that because yeah. it allowed me to play tournaments so I played a lot of AJGA events um I'd say that's was the majority uh-huh. of kind of my junior golf tournaments yeah um I always kind of wanted to make sure to play a few amateur events as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every day. so that was USAM qualifying was always had to yeah. go do that oh yeah and, uh US Open you know sectional and try to make it onto regional qualifying those were always some of my favorite events but I'd say the most mostly besides high school golf I was playing AJGAs gotcha yeah I mean AJGAs are you know that's a very well-known organization and is you know it's probably you know some of the best competition you could ever play in especially yeah. if you want to go to the next level um yeah. you know an event i'm really curious about that you know you were on the east team for the wind cup if you know that's um that's an amazing tournament to be in and to be a selected for that um just kind of talk about that tournament you know i know that's one of the bigger kind of team events and stuff you know what did it feel like to kind of get that almost that team aspect when golf is such an individual sport well i mean that that whole tournament was just such a such a privilege to be on i was actually that was the very last guy our east team was so competitive that year because uh-huh. I mean, you had david and maxwell ford who are both yeah. awesome nick dunlap kelly chin mm-hmm. jvp gordon Sargent. i mean it was just i think i think i was ranked 13th nationally uh-huh. and they only take the top 10 guys from the eastern half of the united states and I was ranked 13th and I snuck into the 10th spot. Gotcha. Which gives you a clue of how stacked that team was. So, yeah, I mean, it was just such a cool experience. Every single one of those guys and girls that was on that team are, they're all awesome people and super talented. And I can remember when I first started playing the AJGAs, like I was probably like 12, 13 years old was my first one. And uh-huh. I kind of seen that Wyndham Cup team. And that was, that was way back in the day when I think like, it was some of those guys, like, it was, like, just beyond, like, when, like, JT and, and like, oh, yeah, graduated, so, like, that was, like, 
they had been the ones that had been just on the team before that. And I was like, man, that's so cool. That'd be such a good goal. And so getting selected for that, like senior year was just like, it was awesome. But then like the week itself was just, I mean, it's so much golf. Oh, absolutely. The one thing that I noticed is like, I mean, we were leaving the hotel every day at like 545. Uh-huh. You go, you get breakfast at the course, and then we just play. It was like 36 holes of matches every day. Mm-hmm. And we'd have dinner and everything. We It was being at the golf course from like 6 a.m. till 8.30 p.m. every night. <laughs> yeah. so it was so much fun because you're just with all your buddies and playing golf at a sick course all day and really having a lot of fun with the competition. But like, I was so gassed. <laughs> I, <laughs> I bet. I was so tired. I bet, you know, and it's like, it just really shows the kind of, you know, competition and what the kind of golf you're playing at, you know, and it's just at the junior level. I mean, but that's a huge event to play in. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, the, 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 the people that have been pros and kind of gone through the AJGA organization that have been on those teams, you know, it's very inspiring. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. It's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, you had a ton of other highlights in your career. Like you said, you were ranked nationally, you know, 13th at one point. And um, you know, I'm just curious about the recruiting process for you because, you know, being, you know, being that's pretty high ranking, you know, as a junior golfer. Um, you know, what was the recruiting process like for you? Did you start it kind of early on or were, you know, were you kind of a late bloomer or how'd that go? So for me, it was actually it was kind of interesting because about midway through my recruiting process, they actually made a change in the rules uh-huh. about what was allowed for recruiting. So around like, around my, it was like the beginning of my sophomore year of high school, they changed the rule before you could talk to coaches as much as you wanted, as long as you were the one that initiated contact. Right. And they changed it to kind of like a dead period. So you couldn't talk to coaches at all. Right. Until after like June 15th of your sophomore year or whatever. Uh-huh. And so that was actually that was kind of, that was very instrumental for me in my recruiting process, because like I said, I'd grown up on the West coast previous to that. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of an early bloomer. I was kind of a man child. Yeah. And so I got a lot, of, <laughs> I got a lot of, I got a lot of interest um, from some of those PAC 12 schools when I was younger around like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Um, especially uh, Casey Martin up at university of Oregon. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I wanted to be a duck so bad growing up. I, I went up there and watched them win the 2017 national championship. Oh yeah. In Texas. And I think that was when I was, I think I was in eighth grade then. And I mean, I was just over the moon about them, thought it was perfect for me and everything. And obviously still a bunch of respect, great program there. I think Casey's one of the best golf coaches in the country, Yeah, even better person. But um, when they changed that rule, it kind of took me out of contact mm-hmm. with all those schools back on the West coast that I've been talking to. Yeah. And then I'd moved down to the Southeast. And so when I kind of, when recruiting opened back up, I'd played some good events down here mm-hmm. and it was like, I had gained exposure to a whole new set of schools right. that really normally don't look all the way out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just like changed everything with all the schools I was looking at, because I kind of realized that I like, I like the people a little bit more down here. I like the weather more down here. Yeah. I like the facilities that they have here. I like the competition. And I mean, the Southeast is just very much the heart of golf in the United States. And so I kind of, I kind of shifted my perspective on, uh, on the colleges that I was looking at. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's super interesting because like you said, you know, you kind of making that transition over to the East coast and then 
you're finding out all these powerhouse schools that are on the East coast as well. Um, you know, with your results and everything like that, that's great. Um, you know, whenever you were making the, I mean, obviously you wanted to go to U of O, like you said, when you were back home and then you made the transition, were there kind of a selection of schools that you were interested or talking to, or was it just kind of getting all the schools you could get going on all the visits you could, or did you kind of break it down to a few? Um, so I kind of, I'd spoken with a few of the coaches, over my time down here mm-hmm. and uh i felt like in the end i got to have some good conversations with a couple of sec schools mm-hmm. and a couple of good private schools and in the end i kind of felt like the really the ones that were really made a good impact on me were fsu oklahoma state and wake forest yeah and um i mean all three of the schools have top-notch coaches oh yeah great facilities um and fsu was awesome because it's in florida i, I love florida Right. Um, Tallahassee, I think, is a great town. It would be a blast to go to school there, I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, I, I had a lot of discussions with all those coaches. And what it kind of came down to for me is I just kind of I sat back and I reflected on because I felt like they were all very equal opportunities. Absolutely. And it kind of came down to honestly, I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but the academics, uh-huh. um, just because I felt like with the way that I grew up back in Bandon, like, I wouldn't have the opportunity to get my way into a school like Wake Forest just because it's it's a very expensive school and it's absolutely and it's small. And I mean, if you had told 13 year old me that you'd be going to a tiny private school in the South, like I'd be like, no, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right, right. So I just felt like, You're like I'm going know, to Oregon. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, what? I feel like I could have earned my way into kind of some of those state schools. Yeah. Um, and that just the opportunity that you have here with the uh, with the alumni and a lot of our donors, there's there's a really awesome tight knit family with uh, with Wake Forest Golf. And that was that was super attractive to me. And I, I really that's kind of what made the decision for me. Absolutely. When well, it's great that, you know, Wake Forest is you know a very tough school to get into. And it's like, you know, it's great that you thought about, you know, academics as well, because. And you know, after your time at a college, whichever college you would have ended up going to, you were going to have a degree with you. And not that Oklahoma State or Florida State is not great schools. Those are great schools. But it's like, you know, you you had you were more you were interested in academics as well. I mean, it wasn't all golf. So that's great that you were looking for that, though. Um, and it seems that Wake Forest has, you know, been treating you pretty well. It's, um, it's been fantastic here. It's, it's like I said, that. I, I kind of noticed that that network of people surrounding the golf program when I took visits and ever since I've gone here, it's just been, it's been insane how supportive and caring everybody is. And it's just, it's such a positive place to go to school. It's, it's so cool. That's awesome, man. Um, no, I'm just super curious. Cause I mean, you did so much online schooling in high school beforehand, you even got to college. And of course, you know, with COVID it kind of affecting, you know, a lot of, you know, the way the world works now, and a lot of it is online through schooling and stuff. Um, you know, whenever you first start at Wake Forest, did you just go straight to, I'm doing all online classes, or was it like, you kind of miss being in class a little bit? So Wake Forest, actually, we, we've been doing fully in-person classes for the entirety of the year since. I've oh, been gotcha. There. Gotcha. Because, because it was private, they kind of had the opportunity to mandate that everybody is fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. which, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's, that's their, that's under yeah, their they can, they can do that. Yeah. They can do that as a private school. Um, so the first, the first kind of semester and a half, we all, all in-person classes mm-hmm. and just wearing masks the whole time. And then actually just yesterday, they, uh, they lifted the masks off. Oh, cool. So we're just going back to school now. It's completely normal, just completely regular. So 
which is cool. It's, it's really nice to be able to kind of have a more normalized college experience like that and not be like, to have to be tripping out about doing Zoom calls online with your right. teachers or, I mean, it just, I feel like that kind of takes away from the college experience. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, I'm glad that it, you know, it was a good transition. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, Wake Forest can kind of do whatever they want to do because being a private school. So that's great. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure, and you don't want to take it away from your experience because I mean, your first year of college can be a crucial year. Um, and I just super curious, you know, you played a lot of high level golf in your junior days. And I mean, you were ranked really high and everything, you know, was there kind of a transition or anything you have, you kind of have to adapt to golf wise at Wake Forest? Um, honestly, the biggest thing that I felt like was different mm-hmm. was the whole qualifying aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, we qualify for every event. And so coming in like week out, week in and week out, coming out of tournaments, and just having to keep your game so sharp was was a little bit different because kind of how like I ran my game in junior golf is I always gave myself like a two-week window gotcha. before events where I'd start grinding really hard and making sure everything was as sharp as I could get it. Mm-hmm. And like if I had if I had a couple of weeks off, yeah, maybe I could take a couple of days easy or catch up on school a little bit. But yeah, I mean, the thing I always kind of think about wake especially is everything's very intense here. It's like schoolwork is very intense and your golf is very intense. And so it's like that intensity you come back from a tournament and you have to go catch up on school that you're behind on right. and then the coaches text you in the group chat and are like okay we're doing qualifying in five days yeah. and you just you just really have to stay keeping your nose to the grindstone and I felt like as far as the talent level honestly the AJGA prepared me pretty well yeah. for what I've seen here in college golf it's like obviously these guys are really good they're at a higher level than junior golfers but it's 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 not like where I'm like, oh my God, like, I, I, right. like I, I know that I can compete with all of them. I know that I can go out there and play well and sneak my way into top tens, maybe even hopefully try to grab a couple wins. But yeah, it's just that, that constant intensity is definitely, definitely a little bit different than what I, what I was used to in junior golf. I get you, man. And yeah, it's like, you got to stay sharp all the time and not only you got to stay sharp and put so much work into your game. But I mean, the academic part of it as well, you know, that's, that's great though. Like you said, you kind of have to just keep your nose down and just yeah. keep, keep putting the work in. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's great. And it's great to, I mean, you're learning like life skills though. You were learning time management and just like, it, you know, it's crazy. It's honestly, it's been shocking to me, like how much I learned. Cause everyone, I can remember going into it. Everyone would tell me like, Oh, you're going to learn so much when you go up there. And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like it's actually they're not joking like it's just I feel like my golf game and like just everything the way that I kind of like schedule everything out is just it's just changed so much since I've got here which is it's, it's kind of weird to think about sometimes yeah no I totally get you man and it's you know it's been going pretty well for you you know you've made the lineup for a majority of the tournaments you've played pretty solid um you know it's pretty awesome um you know your first kind of college tournament was at Merido um mm-hmm. I mean, televised on the golf channel. What was it like teeing up your first college event on TV? Um, it was it was a little bit tough, honestly, because firstly, even more so than the golf channel being there and the cameras and everything, that golf course is so hard. Oh, it's tough. It Absolutely. Is, it, it is a beast. Um, it's one of my favorite courses that we played all year. I know that's kind of a that's a controversial opinion with some some kids. I mean, I feel like you either yeah. love it or you hate it. Yeah. Um, and so really tough golf course 
you know, I, I felt like it's, I feel like it suits my game well, which was nice. Uh-huh. Because, um, it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's a little bit biased towards you on the tee, but the uh-huh. biggest thing with the cameras was the putting. Yeah. I have never been so nervous. I didn't play particularly, particularly well that week. I've never been so nervous over four footers that didn't count <laughs> for anything in my, my entire life. Like I would have like a four footer that was like, Oh, are you going to shoot six over? Are you going to shoot seven over? <laughs> and just because there was a camera on the back of the green, even though I knew I was like, there's no way they're showing you because like I said, you're like lower half of the pack. It just makes everything so much more nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, but it was fun though. It was a good experience because you know, it's like you, you play a, you play a couple holes with some cameras on you and you kind of just settle into it. The semester after our mm-hmm. first event was out at Pepperdine. Yeah. Southwestern. Which was also on golf channel. Yeah. And I mean, it was just like, once again, just a little bit nervous, but by the end of the tournament, it was just like, I felt so fine with it. Like mm-hmm. it was just, yeah. you kind of stopped to notice them. And that was actually something that we kind of, we talked about with our coaches before is we, uh, when we got up to the national championships last year, mm-hmm. um, it sounded like I obviously wasn't here, but it sounded like there got, there was kind of some nerves involved there mm-hmm. with playing in front of the cameras. And, you know, it's not something that anybody's used to at this age. Oh, absolutely. And so that's kind of one thing that they had said is they're like, we really want to be planning ahead so that we can go out there and play well. We're trying to play in as many events as possible where we have cameras on them. And I think that's a super smart thing to do any college absolutely. Do if they have national championship aspirations, because like it just makes you, it just gets it once you can get kind of past that like first couple times doing it i just feel like you can just you figure out ways to kind of put it outside of your head and uh and get past it so absolutely well and i mean i'm sure there's uh, you know at some point in your career you're going to you know you you aspire to be on the pga tour i'm guessing obviously um you know and at some point you know there's going to be some tv there's going to be some tv coverage at tournaments and you know and it'll be kind of like a Okay. I mean, I played in how many events in college that are televised. You're kind of used to it. Um, And then who knows? I mean, it's kind of something you have up your sleeve on some people that are like not used to it as much, you know? And um, I love watching college golf on TV. I love it, man. It's like, it's cool. I think, I think it's great. I mean, they're starting to televise more and more and more events. Um, Yeah. I think, I think that's really exciting. Absolutely. And it's just like, like whenever I, you know, I was at Merido and then I was at Southwestern as well. And it's just like, this kind of feeling of like, whoa, like cameras are around, you know, it's just like, it's just really cool. It's really cool. I mean, they got some towers up and you're just like, okay, like this is like, this is where you want to be. You know, you want to be playing in front of the cameras and uh, yeah, it's just so cool, man. I bet that's just such a cool opportunity that you guys have. Um, And it's great that, like you said, and you guys are kind of playing as many tournaments as you can, let alone, you know, tournaments in front of cameras. So when you get to national championship, it's, you know, those nerves aren't really there. I'm sure there's going to be some nerves still, but maybe not the camera nerves. There for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, if you don't have nerves at a national championship, you just, I mean, you're not human. So you don't love it enough. You don't love it enough. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Um, but now that you've kind of got some tournaments under your belt, you know, you're kind of heading into postseason stuff, you know, things are going to be getting a little more serious. Um, you know, was there kind of anything that you guys are going to be changing going into postseason, or what are some goals that, you know, Wake Forest has for obviously the remainder of this semester? Um, well, I think a really big deal to us is uh, trying to win the ACC championship this year. Yeah. The, uh, honestly, we, uh, on paper, we have a really great golf team. We have a bunch oh, of absolutely. players. Um, and we've just, we just haven't quite been clicking all year. I mean, I feel like we really have a very solid starting five lineup and it's just like, we've been struggling to get kind of 
four or five guys playing well. It seems like every turn we only have like three guys playing well mm-hmm. and in college golf. That's just not quite enough. And, but you know, we're all working hard at it and we're all kind of right there. And we've been saying like, it's been a rough season, but we finish out these last three next three events, which mm-hmm. is Valspar, Calusa and ACCs. We go win, win, win here. And all of a sudden it's one of the best seasons that's that we've ever had. Right. So I think that, uh, I think that's kind of, we're trying to stay focused on, on the event right in front of us next, which is Valspar. But mm-hmm. I think in a little bit longer term, yeah, we'd really love to get that win at, at the ACC championships. ACC conference is very strong this year. Uh, yeah. UNC is a really good team and Virginia is a nice team and there's definitely some good competition there. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of our current goal. And then after that, we'll move on to the nationals and see what we can do there. Absolutely, man. And that's great to kind of have, you know, your focus on next week's tournament. You're not putting all the pressure of, okay, well, we want to do this at nationals and this. It's like, you know, you guys are just kind of taking a week and week at a time. Um, And I mean, like you talked a little bit about, you know, the players on the team. I mean, you guys have, you know, guys like Alex Fitzpatrick, Mark Power, Michael Brandon, yourself, you know, a bunch of guys that are just really, really talented players. Um, you know, what's it like having a team that is so talented and you have so much kind of depth on the team? Um, just kind of talk about that a little bit. It's it's pretty awesome. I mean, obviously, you have guys like Mike and Alex and Mark who are kind of like superstars, a Walk, couple Walker Cuppers there. And then absolutely, Mike, obviously, right now is just playing so hot. He's one of the hottest players in college golf. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, think, I saw something the other day. I think that he's had, it was like 17 career starts and he's had eight top tens. Yeah. Insane. Ridiculous. Um, But, you know, it's really a lot of it is all those guys from like, that are like outside of that starting five, because I can tell you that our qualifiers are so tight every mm-hmm. single time. I mean, we, we have 11 guys on our team mm-hmm. and, I could confidently tell you that any one of that, any one of those six guys that's not in the lineup that week is playing just as well as that five guy. I mean, our qualifiers are just brutally tight, which I think is, I think that's been the best part around being about a team that's so deep is like, it's, it just adds to that pressure during qualifiers when you just have every, if you're kind of trying to stay in that five spot, like I have been all year, you just have people chasing you down 24 seven. Right. it's just coming down to a couple shots every single time. And it's, it's really good for all of us. It just improves the level of, of the team. And when we have a couple of those guys graduate, well, Alex Fitzpatrick and Parker Gillum graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I mean, it's just all those guys are hungry to get in the lineup and it's just our whole team is going to be even better because of it. So I think, I think that's the really the, the most beneficial part about having a team that deep. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Kenyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says, They're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Absolutely. When it's like having, you know, all these guys that you're competing against and, you know, let alone yourself, people chasing you during qualifying because, you know, you're in the five spot. It's only going to make you a better player. I mean, you're just like 
you're just always in that mindset of, you know, keep the pedal down and just kind of really just stay focused on your game. Cause you're just like, you don't, I mean, obviously, you know, nobody wants to be the person that doesn't travel, but I mean, it's just like when you guys are out there grinding everything, I mean, it's just, sometimes that's just how it kind of comes out. Um, But I mean, it's just, it's, it just really speaks volumes on the team that you guys are going to be in the future. I mean, you guys are going to be good for a while. It seems like. It's, it's so great. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, I think it really makes the team atmosphere awesome because it, it builds kind of like a culture with having qualifiers that tight, like it builds a culture of there's a lot of competitive competitiveness between us all, but it's like, I feel like the way that our coaches kind of have recruited us all, it's like, so we all have pretty, pretty uh, meshable personalities. So it just yeah, like, yeah. it just makes us really tight and just like, we all want to beat each other, but not in like a kind of shitty way. And like, a, and like absolutely it's, it's such a good, it's such a good atmosphere for, for becoming a better player. Yeah, definitely. Well, and that's what's going to win tournaments because whenever you guys get team wins, it's just going to be like a great time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and it just having that close knit team is really great as well because you're seeing these guys hours and hours and hours on end. And it's like, if you guys don't get along, that's just not a healthy team. Yeah, you know? So, yeah absolutely. But um, you, do you have any kind of goals yourself for the remainder of this semester or even the remainder of your college career? Do you like to set goals or are you just kind of mainly focused on, you know, going to Valspar and just week in, week out? Um, I like to set goals. Um, I mean, I kind of have like long-term and short-term goals. Gotcha. Um, but right now, just for, for the rest of the semester, I'd like to close out the semester with, I'd like to get two more top tens here mm-hmm. in regular season events. Um, and then I like to go down there and as a team goal for me, I mean, I feel like that's something I can contribute to is I like to make match play down at ACC championships. Yeah. And I mean, everything that's kind of, that's kind of the goals that I'm focused on right now. I have some, I have some ones that are further down the road, but those ones are kind of the steps that I need to take to, mm-hmm. to achieve those ones down the road, but. Yeah. And I mean, and like I talked about, I'm sure after college, you're going to want to play professional golf as well yeah. yet you have you know, you have your whole college career in front of you, but I know that, you know, you're going to do everything you possibly can kind of, you know, it, during your college years, you know, with PJ Tour U rankings and, you know, you're getting as high as you can in Wagger rankings and, you know, just really trying to get that status and stuff, you know, by the time your senior year comes around. But um, yeah, I think that's just really exciting stuff, man. Really excited to see not only how you guys and how you, you yourself go, but also the team. And uh, yeah, I just really, really, really like that Wake Forest team. Bunch of good dudes. And the coaches are great guys too. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, we're heading to the next section of the show. Just like to call the ham and egg section. Um, you know, just some for fun questions here. Kind of, you know, just change it up here a little bit. But, you know, you've kind of, we talked about your transition from junior golf to college golf. Um, you know, if there was one way you could describe it as, you know, was it, was it easy? Was it kind of difficult or was it just pretty free flowing? Or is there a way that you would describe that transition to college golf? Um, I would describe it as pretty free flowing. Uh Um, It didn't feel extremely difficult. It kind of felt like everything fell into place for me, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, I got to credit that to coaches and teammates and people in my support network back home yeah yeah with that because i i had a lot of people in my corner that were kind of planning and helping get me ready for college so it all kind of fell into place easily for me which was which was really nice that's great that you know not only not only did your support system you know back home and you know that kind of on your team outside of wake forest help you because that's it's a huge thing to have in the game of golf and then also 
you know, to have a place like Wake Forest. Um, you know, you go there. I'm sure the coaches just they do everything you possibly can. You know, they can to help you and also your teammates as well. Yeah. Um, it's great to have that. You know, it's not as you know, whereas who knows what it would have been like if you went to another university. I mean, maybe you might not have liked it and it could have been kind of, you know, a mess and you would have been transferring or you just never know. Never know. Never yeah. Know. But, you know, I'm glad that you ended up where you did because it seems like, you know, you really like it there and it's all going pretty well. Um, you know, next question I have here, I like to ask, you know, a majority of my guests this question, um, just because nerves is something that, you know, they're there when you're playing golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there kind of a moment that you can pinpoint in your golfing career where you've been the most nervous? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> says, yeah. I got to say. So I, uh, my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. like I said, I was playing for the Ponte Vedra High team and great golf team. They're great guys. I think, uh, out of our starting five lineup, we have two of us right now are currently playing Division One golf. Mm-hmm. We got one committed to Florida and then two younger guys that I have no doubt that they're both probably going to play Division One golf somewhere. So we had a really great starting lineup and, uh, and we had won state championships three years in a row prior to that. Wow. And so four times in a row would be a record for Florida State mm-hmm. history like most times winning a state championship. So there's a lot riding on the line. And then obviously during the state meet, we're playing up against our kind of rival high school, mm-hmm. which is uh, American Heritage down in Miami. Okay. Uh, Luke, Luke Clan, I don't know if you're familiar with his name. He goes yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, Leo Herrera played for down there. A lot of great players play down there. Yeah, and we're meeting up against them. And so basically we, we get down there and it's, I'm in the last group, final hole. And, uh, and we have a two shot lead over American heritage mm-hmm. and this is out of mission in. And so 18th hole is kind of like a, it's a really tricky hole. It's like, it's got water kind of all carry and down the right side. And so you got to hit like a little baby cut driver up over there. Mm-hmm. I have to carry it about 265, 270. And then you're going to have like kind of 120 yard wedge. in if you hit it kind of trees and junk all down the left side. And Oh boy. I kind of know that the situ what the situation is mm-hmm. and so I step up there, I have the honor, and I hit just great drive. Smoked it right on my spot, dead center of the fairway. I feel great oh. about it. I have a legend, and I'm like, come on, like that was so good. Yeah. The kid from American Heritage, Luke Clan, I think if I recall correctly, he pulled it just a touch kind of into the trees. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, and I'm like, all right, good job, Sky. We're sitting nicely. Yeah. He gets up there, and Luke Clan, I got a, he's one of the, clutchest players ever i mean me and him me and him played uh we played in our partner matches together uh-huh. up at East Cup. yeah we got together, which was super fun love the guy to death great guy he gets up there and just hits like hooker little probably like little nine iron and just stuffs it in there to about probably 16 17 feet really nice shot from where he's at but uh-huh. it's a big, it's a big old break and putt sidewinder still don't think too much of it uh-huh. i get up there and I have a little bit of mud on my ball with the wedge shot. I step mm-hmm. up to it anyways, hit it. And I just made a bad, just trying to steer it. And I kind of steered, there's water all down that right side, like I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Steered up there just a little bit right of the pin, it's a right pin. And it hits the edge of the green and kind of trickles down. And I just see it go down towards the water. Oh, no. Like, I'm like, I'm not feeling good about that. <laughs> not not feeling good. Get up there. It stays up. I hit a chip up there to about five feet above the hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, got to putt for par. Luke has this kind of like that little slider putt I was talking about. Yeah. And he steps up there and just hearts it. For oh, my gosh. Huge fist pump. And there's probably like 
hundred kids standing around the green because everyone's finished up watching. Huge yeah. fist pump, like screams, like "Come on, baby!" Like, oh my god, so pumped about. It. So I have this little five foot putt. It feels so, like feels like ten feet probably. It's, it's kind of downhill, and let me tell you right now, this story is a terrible ending. It's like it's kind of <laughs> downhill, breaking a little bit left to right and a little bit back. And I got to say, this is by far the most nervous I've ever been on a golf course. I got gotcha. you. Like, I was sitting behind it and I was like, oh, like my hands were just like, uh-huh. like yeah. I had never gotten the shakes in my entire life. And so I get up there, I'm just zoned in on the line. I'm like, okay, just play inside left. And I brush it and I leave it that far short. Dead uh-huh. in the heart. I mean, I was like, how do you leave a five foot putt short? But uh, that was definitely the most, we ended up winning in a playoff. Um, there you couple, go. A couple of my teammates came in clutch and, and we smoked in the playoff, but uh that was just that was the most nervous moment I had ever been on the golf course. But what I took from that is never leave a pressure putt short again. There you go. My life because it was so. I mean, to be able to hit it online, which felt like the hard part, and leave it short was just like it felt right. like you know, kicked me in the nuts. It was so. Bad. <laughs> I get you, man. I get you. And it's like downhill left to right sliders are just like the probably some of the worst putts you could just have period yeah i mean it was just like i just i completely overthought it and i got so invested in that line because that was the hard part of the butt yeah and i just didn't hit i don't know i was trying to baby steer it in there and i get you but hey like you said you learned something from it and now whenever you get in a pressure situation you know you'll make you know you'll get it to the hole that that's great gotta go for it. you either make it or you miss it nothing to lose that's it man that's it but you know that's great that you guys still came out on top and um you know mud balls are the worst you know that's just like (laughs) but good thing everything everything happens for a reason it all worked out you guys made history um you know that's that's pretty amazing too that your senior year as well um and it's yeah that's awesome man yeah congratulations on that um whenever you get nervous do you like try and do anything to kind of calm yourself down or is it just like you just kind of you know trust it go through your routine and just kind of hit the shot i'm big on breathing that's Mm -hmm. uh that's something that i've really gotten into and i feel like it was actually kind of interesting i my dad had always been kind of getting me on it getting on about breathing between my shots and you know he's been my coach my entire life and so it's kind of one of those things when your parents coaching you, it's like, sometimes it's like, yeah, whatever. What do you know, dad? Like, uh-huh, right, right. and so I kind of, I kind of taken it, but not really put it into play at all. And then it was funny. I was actually, I was watching the, uh, the Olympics mm-hmm. a little bit earlier this year uh-huh. and I was watching that biathlon event. Oh yeah. It's like it's like the cross country skiing yeah. and then the shooting. And one thing that I noticed is like right before they shoot every time, they just like, they have such a precise breathing routine. They just suck in two really big breaths of air and then they like push it all out and they shoot. And I, I was watching it and I just, I noticed that they were doing it every time. And so I was like, that's kind of when I was like, you know what, maybe there's something a little bit. <laughs> maybe dad out, was right. <laughs> yeah. I went out onto the range and started really focusing on my breathing. And I noticed it just gets me so much more focused on my targets and it gets my swing kind of in a in a more constant rhythm because what I struggle with when I, when I get nervous is I'll get a little bit quick at the top Yeah. And by taking those couple of breaths, it kind of just puts my whole body into tempo. And so that's actually been the biggest way that I've been able to practice being under pressure while not actually being under pressure mm-hmm. is by practicing my routine for what I'll do when I'm under pressure. And so that's kind of been great for the past, you know, couple events and qualifiers where I've had to kind of stack up and hit some good tee shots or some good putts. I can step up behind it and know that 
you got to go through this breathing routine. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you're prepared to as a, you're prepared to hit as good of a shot as you can hit. And then when you're in that mind zone, it's like you just kind of accept it. It's yeah. like, you know, if it goes OB, it goes OB. If I hit it straight, I hit it straight. But I gave him my all in preparation. And that's uh-huh. that's all I can do. So absolutely. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's kind of accept for, you know, accept it for whatever, you know, whatever the end result is. But it's knowing that you know, you're practicing these pressure moments, you know, you're practicing the breathing routine whenever you get nervous. And that's just, I think, you know, kind of having that routine is great. You know, that's great because, I mean, you prepared yourself as much as you can to hit the shot. And, um, you know, I, I like the fact that you just, you accept it for whatever it is, you know, after it's, you know, the next shot is the most important one that you have after that, whatever it may, whatever it may be good or bad. So, um, no, that's great, man. That's great. Bringing that up. And I love hearing the nervous, you know, the nerve stories because just everybody's are different, you know, everybody's got different stories, but, uh, no, that's great, man. That's great. But I, I, you know, it's funny that you bring, you know, you bring up, uh, you know, you striped a tee shot off the, you know, and you just felt real good coming off that tee. And it just brought me back to like, you know, I have that, ex- I've had that exact same feeling in a tournament. So it's just like, I totally see what you're saying with the, you know, you have trouble here, trouble, right, left, whatever it is. And you stripe a drive. You're just like, yeah, I just hit the, they just smoked that drive down the middle. But you can't dwell on it for too long or else you get distracted from the next one. So it's exactly. Like, Very that's true. Where those, that's where those routines, that's where those routines come from. Mm-hmm. There you go, man. There you go. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, the next story we got here or next question I got here for you is, um, you know, there's a lot of junior golfers out there that, you know, are really, you know, trying to better their chances or improve their game to kind of help with getting recruited. Um, you know, do you have some advice for maybe the junior golfers out there that are, you know, either trying or just getting started with the recruiting process or having issues, you know, getting recruited by schools? Um, I kind of got two pieces that I'd say is, yeah, I'd say first and foremost, to have great grades mm-hmm. it makes coaches lives so much easier to recruit you if you're a really great student i mean if you can get into the school without golf aside mm-hmm. basically the position that it puts you in is like worse comes to worse the coaches take you as a walk-on mm-hmm. and you're helping boost the team gpa and then you have the opportunity to continue your practice and play right in the lineup so it's like keep your grades up really nicely and do everything off the course right because coaches love that and they see potential in players if you want it they'll recruit you if you see that you're doing everything right off the course and then secondly from a golf standpoint i'd say practice putting i mean putting is everything 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 i really do think that uh i think that having good ball striking is a very admirable trait but i i think it's kind of easy honestly I mm-hmm. think that anybody can have good ball striking from putting enough time and work into it. But yeah, yeah. Where you where you really make up the strokes, and I know that you make up strokes here because I lose strokes here. <laughs> it's all in the putting. Like, man, if I could roll the rock nicely and if I had spent a little bit more time when I was uh when I was younger just grinding on that putting, I would be so much better of a player today because of it. And so yeah, I mean it's it's just scary how quickly you can pick up shots on the on the putting green. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought up the kind of academic part, because I feel like that can be overlooked so much. And it's just like, I think, I think that, you know, it well, obviously, you know, if you can get more academic, you know, scholarship money, you know, that also helps. But um, I mean, yeah, just knowing that the coach doesn't have to worry about you whenever you leave the golf course. I mean, that's it makes, huge. It makes your life easier. It makes their lives easier. It just, 
it's it's a better environment for everybody and so it's i would say that's the biggest thing with getting recruited honestly love that man love that and putting as well putting i think that's that's huge (laughs) that's huge i mean putting if you are hitting the ball too well but you're a good putter that can see you can always break par it's like yeah yeah it it changes the game being a good putter absolutely man i'm glad you brought that up um you know the next one i have for you here is obviously there's a lot of resources and you know everything that just comes along with being a golfer at wake forest university you know you talk about the alumni the you know your teammates the coaches you know facilities and stuff like that and the schedule you guys play um but is there a resource that you have access to wake forest that you just really appreciate or something that you just can always go to and just love um i would have to say the old town club Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's our home course and it's a uh, it's a private course that backs right up onto campus it's a top 100 private course in the country that's awesome uh, harry maxwell design one of there's not too many in the united states it's it's great classic golf course and just the membership out there and the management and the guys in the pro shop and everybody affiliated with that club is so kind to us at wake forest and i mean we're welcome out there any day of the week anytime there's no tea times out there oh awesome so places where you just kind of show up and go play and i mean i don't know what we would do without old town there they're fantastic to us and i would i mean it's just it's the best place ever it's, it's one of my favorite places on earth just going out there and playing a late afternoon nine with with the teammates and stuff and it's it's so pretty and tranquil and i'm just i'm very grateful for that yeah, I mean, that. to have a relationship like that at a golf course is great. And, I mean, it, you know, it's probably pretty exclusive if they don't have set tee times. You know, I'm sure they don't pump rounds out, like, insane yeah. every day. So, I'm sure the place is just, you know, spectacular. I've seen pictures yes. of it. You know, you guys hosting, you know, some tournaments there. I mean, that's just – yeah, that's, that's great to have that and to be able to go out there and have that relationship with literally everybody there. They treat you guys so well. Um, you know, that's huge. That's huge in a golf program because you – I mean, yeah, you can have on, you know, on campus facilities and whatnot, but to be able to go to a golf course that treats you, you know, amazing and wants you guys to be there, that's, that's well, huge. And really, I mean, end of the day, we're, we're, we have awesome facilities here on campus, but early end of the day, mm-hmm. you can sit there and be balls all you want on right. any range, no matter how many track bands you have, how nice the greens are, but really what it comes down to is playing golf. And so if you're not out there getting the rounds in, and going out there and actually playing and learning how to score and learning how to hit little low hooks around trees or make that tough right. putt for par, like, right. Not, you're not going anywhere with yourself. So I feel like, I mean, like I said, we would, we would just be so lost without the members out of old town because it's like, that's where we go and we get to play golf and that's where we get to go have those matches and learn how to score and compete with each other. And it's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge stuff. And I'm glad that, that you guys have that there and, um, yeah, that's, it, it's, it only, it's all part of the process of becoming a better player, being able to go out to a course like that and just play as many times as you want and, uh, just really develop as a player. So yeah, that's great, man. Um, the next one I have is just kind of, you know, it's about the game of golf. Um, you know, there's a ton, you know, a ton of up and downs and, you know, it can be super frustrating at times and, but yet you can do, you can do a lot of good things in the game of golf, but is there a reason why you play golf or maybe a reason why you enjoy the game so much? Um, <clears throat> I would say that for me, at least that's kind of a, the answer to that question has changed over time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that it will continue to change over time. I mean, 
I know that when I was really young, when I was about seven or eight years old, I played golf because I just thought it was fun. Yeah. I, I just enjoyed being out there. Um, and then I went through a stage where from when I was probably like 10 to 13, 14 years old, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't enjoy it all that much. Uh -huh. And I more play golf because it was what I had done mm -hmm. and it was how I was going to get to college. And it's what my parents wanted me to do. Yeah. Um, and then nowadays it's like, I play golf because it relaxes me. It calms me down. It, it gives me a chance. It gives me an outlet to get away from some of the other things in my life that are kind of stressing me out. And it's like, even some, it's the funniest thing ever. Sometimes those things that'll be stressing me out is golf. Uh -huh. Yeah. I'll go play golf to get some stress out from playing golf. And it's just like, there's just, there's kind of a state that I feel like you get into when you're just out there and it's a nice evening, just hitting balls or just going and playing by yourself and just really appreciating what you're doing. Like in that moment, I mean, you're just out there outside fresh air, you know, just opening up your imagination so much and getting good exercise in. And I just feel like when you have that perspective of that's why I'm playing golf, not to come out here and win or not to try to make money or not to try to get on the PJ tour. I'm just coming out here to get some exercise and entertain myself. It's like, yeah, it just kind of, it takes away that, that mental edge that golf has on you. And it gives you the mental edge on golf. And, you know, I feel like that's, that's kind of something that I know I struggle with it a lot. And I feel like that's a huge kind of difference maker when you realize that is like, when you realize that you play golf for that reason, like it just, it just lets like, you feel like a 50 year old man out there playing golf. And yeah. It just makes it so much more fun. It's like, you know what, people do this for vacation. So I sure as hell can enjoy it doing it for, for a college sport. Like Absolutely. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a head start on everybody else, you know? It, exactly. When it's like, you know, growing up, you play golf and, you know, I, you know, we all play golf at such a young age and it's just like, you know, everybody else is like, you know, I wish I would have started younger. I wish I would have started younger. And it's just like, it's great that, you know, we have this, you know, this outlet, like you said, to kind of go to when either, you know, academics get harder, something in life kind of comes at you, but, or even it just being golf, like you said, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're, you know, struggling with a certain part of your game, but then you're just like, you know what, I just need to go out and play and just swing the golf club. And just yeah, it, can, it can be anything stressing out, but just having, having that gratitude for golf. Is yeah makes it a lot more fun yeah and, and you know you kind of brought up how you know the different phases in your life when it was like you know why you played golf and you know I totally understand where you're saying at young age it was fun and then you got to like the the part where you almost feel like you have to prove yourself to people so you can yeah. go to go play college golf and then now it's just like you're there you're enjoying it now and you kind of have a different outlook on it now um that's great that's great to have that and especially at you know, I'm glad it's, you're not at the phase where you're just like putting so much pressure on yourself because you're so, you're so early on in your college career to where with the outlook you have now, you know, it's just like, you can do some amazing things the rest of your college career. So oh, yeah. yeah, super exciting for you, man. Um, we're heading to the last question here. Um, you know, I always like to kind of bring it back to, you know, where you know people really have supported you throughout your golfing career um but is there somebody or a couple people that have really inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today um i would say that i mean i can think about like golf idols uh, one of my biggest idols was arnold palmer yeah yeah 
that's part of the reason why I like Wake Forest so much is I, just, I like hearing all the stories about him and how kind of cool he was with everybody. He's like the first really cool golfer. Um, yeah. So there's that side to it. But I'd say that more, uh, I'd say that the person I am has really made me more the golfer than I am today. And some of those people that have really shaped my person, I'd say is obviously my parents had a, had a big impact on that. Yeah. Um, I'm very close with my dad. Mm-hmm. and he's taught me a lot about the game and a lot about myself as a person mm-hmm. and then actually uh my uh my best friend Andrew and uh and his mom Kristen as well yeah. I actually while I was down there in Jacksonville for my uh senior year of high school I was actually living with Andrew and Kristen gotcha. and he was going to be coming up next year to up uh, to play golf here at Wake Forest as well awesome and I mean me and him are like this but his uh his mom Kristen she's she's a phenomenal woman and she's just she's so sharp and on everything and organized and but at the same time she just does it all in just a very kind and loving way and I mean she's just she's she's a superwoman and it's that's really inspired me to kind of like you know kind of keep my shit in order absolutely yeah but but not to be doing it in like a in a pompous or pricky way and just to be to be appreciative of the people that are around me helping me and to stay on top of what I can control and so I feel like lately she's had she's had a very large impact on the person I've become yeah that's that's great to have and especially when you're going you know to Florida you know you might not be able to have your dad around or something you know and it's great to have you know somebody that you can live with and be so close to and you know that's gonna be super exciting for whenever Andrew gets to Wake Forest and it's gonna it's gonna be so much fun yeah that's gonna be awesome man really excited for you but um, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Donato. Scotty, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, like I said, man, you know, I wish you nothing but the best and really excited to see how you kind of pan out throughout your college career and after that as well for, you know, whatever comes, it be professional golf or whatever you're going to do. So um, really excited for you, man. And uh, just, yeah, really glad to get you on the podcast. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.